Hey, this is Sophia. And this is Natasha. And welcome to another episode of Winter's Blooms Talks, which is an extension of our website, Winter's Bloom. Hello and welcome to another episode of Winter's Blooms Talks. Um, This episode is on beauty and it's a conversation that we mentioned we wanted to have a few episodes back, so we're really excited to be here talking about it. Um, Just a little quick note, um, the conversation that we have are going to be based on questions that Sophia actually thoughtfully put together, so um, huge shout out to Sophia. Um, and so, yeah, I guess to jump us off, here's the first question. Um, Sophia, what does the word beauty mean to you? That's funny that you gave me a shout out for um, compiling the questions because I actually haven't <laughs> really sat down to think about my answers. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the word beauty is um, is someone's essence and something intangible. I I know that that hasn't always been the case of what like the word beauty means to me but where I am right now I guess and like my relationship with beauty and how I see beauty in my surroundings and in others it's always something to do with more of like an essence or something that you can't really like grasp but is is felt so I feel like beauty is like a feeling um what what is it for you? Okay, it's so wild that you say that, and I think that this happens often to us, but when when you sent me these questions this morning and I was going through reflecting on them, um, I wrote that now, of course, our journey with, or at least my journey with beauty has had its ups and downs and has had taken very different shapes, but right now, um, when I was reflecting, I was like, I feel like beauty for me has a very emotional connection. Um, which is very similar to your, your feeling. Um, and I don't know, cause I was thinking back on, I think one of the most beautiful people that I have encountered in my life is my mom. And that is for many reasons. I mean, I think physically she was very beautiful, but when I think back on what beauty means to me from where I am now, I remember being a kid and um, there would be moments where she was very angry and she was just a very passionate person. She felt her emotions um, really intensely. Um, and in those, I remember being a moment or being a kid in those moments and being like, wow, my mom is really scary. Like, I don't want to say the word ugly because I feel like ugly has its own connotations. But it was just like, like I did not think that she was beautiful in those moments of intense anger. Um, but then when she was dealing with her cancer diagnosis and, you know, her descent into death, um, there were moments where though her body was very physically wasted, like she had lost a lot of weight and was very thin and in many more conventional senses might not be seen as beautiful. Um, there was something in her vulnerability and in her almost like courage and pride in the face of what she was dealing with that I found um, very beautiful. So anyway, that's kind of like the long-winded answer to that question. Oh, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, It's interesting as well that you say that it's an emotional um, thing for you or there's like an emotional element to 
to beauty. And I was wondering if you, if that was always the case, I guess, um, or if there was a, something that happened or like, a, I guess a moment that you can pinpoint where your perception and relationship with beauty shifted at all? Okay, that's a super good question. And um, I think just here I want to mention um, a little bit of a content warning because I will, this conversation will probably stray into um, eating disorders. Um, but so I think, okay, so there's a few things that I want to say really quick <laughs> um, that will relate to your question. Um, I think my relationship to how I view myself and view beauty in myself definitely has its ups and downs. And I think most people can identify with that. Um, there are many times when I don't necessarily consider myself beautiful. And I don't, I don't say that to like gain sympathy or to have you or anyone else be like, Oh no, no, you are a beautiful. Woman. Like I just, I feel that it's really, it's important to be honest about when you feel that way, because I think there is so much pressure to, be self-confident and see yourself as beautiful in whatever way that you that that is defined for you um so I just wanted to share that here um I also think that my connection or my emotional connection to the concept of beauty um has taken some kind of like dark turns in my life um when I was I don't know this sounds a little bit traumatic but it's also kind of the honest answer is like basically as far back as I can remember I didn't like my body. Like I remember being six years old um, in my living room or not in my living room, in my room, because we had a mirror in our room and crying alone because I, I was going to have to tell my parents that I was fat. And there's like a lot of reasons why those emotions showed up um, I think a little bit has to do with, I think my mom suffered with eating disorders for a long time. Um, and so I, I must've picked up on that, you know, not that it's her fault, but I think that's something that she was dealing with. And as kids, you, you know, you kind of absorb those things as sponges. So I think from that age, being six years old, that was a highly emotional time and it was connected to the way that I perceived myself. Um, so I think the connection to emotion has always been there. I think sometimes it's been a little bit more self-destructive than others. Um, but what about you? What, how do you think your connection to emotion kind of manifested or when did it first manifest itself for you? For me, my kind of emotional um, connection to beauty, I guess, manifested when I was maybe around the age of like 17, 18. Um and I was like seeing this this guy and he, to me at least, was a very like handsome um, boy, man, <laughs> but he had a very like ugly personality. Um, okay, well, actually, I also don't like to talk about people in absolutes. So he displayed ugly tendencies. Um, let's just put it that way. And it made me realize that, well, it made me one have to really question what I value in a person and what I value I don't know I think it, it kind of just shook up what my understanding of beauty was because I was like no there's you know up until that point I had only really kind of grasped the physical aspect of beauty and I was like this person is like to me a really beautiful attractive young man 
but his insides or the the character and actions that he was displaying was not beautiful and so that kind of in a way this also sounds dramatic but made me kind of mourn this ideal of beauty um and like this kind of romantic image that I had of beauty because I was like how can some you know how can something that I see as so pure and so um pleasurable actually be 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 showing itself to be the opposite um and so it really kind of forced me to redefine and really think about what beauty meant to me and what value I gave to beauty as well because I think as much as I guess growing up and being told that you know um physically there are certain things that are beautiful I feel like it's also a value beauty in and of itself is not really an objective thing um I feel like it's quite subjective and you can add whatever value you want to the term um so I think that's probably that's like one moment that I can kind of pinpoint to the way that my relationship changed with beauty so um I'm just curious like digging a little bit more into what you just shared so prior to this experience with this um with this man um would you have said that your your perception of beauty was much more focused on the physical? I think I wouldn't say it was like like wholly focused on the physical, but I think I hadn't really one even examined what beauty meant for me that much. I think I had only ever really gave it much thought in a physical sense. Um, it's kind of weird because I also remembered like that was around that age, like 16 was also when I really got into poetry and I remember reading like certain poets, especially Keats, and just being like, oh my God, this is also so beautiful. And it was like a kind of novel experience of not kind of experiencing beauty in a way that wasn't physical before. Um, so I would say that it wasn't like something that was wholly focused on um, a tangible aspect, but definitely there was a lot more focus on, yeah, like appearances. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, I had, so in high school, we did this thing on our junior year. So that's our third year of high school um, where we all went. And the point was to try to make us stronger as a class because the next year we were going to be seniors and we were kind of going to be the, you know, the representatives around campus. Um, and I remember one of the prompts that we were all sitting in this room together um, and one of the prompts was like, when you first encounter someone, how do you judge them? Um, and I remember, you know, everyone had different answers to that question, but for me, it was, it was more about their appearances. And I think there's probably several different things that go into that. I think part of it is because, you know, as a teenager, I mean, it's not even just as a teenager, but in my journey with the concept of beauty, um, as a teenager, I was very caught up with the clothes that I wore. I didn't really wear, ever wear makeup, but, uh, you know, my hair and definitely my body because I was still kind of dealing with eating disorder at that time. Um, and so for me, I think that's how that manifested when I was interacting with other people. But I also think part of it is because of um, pressures from some of my family members who shall remain nameless. And I just want to say that these family members definitely did this out of love and for me so it wasn't, it wasn't 
in an aggressive or malicious way. But um, sometimes these family members would make kind of like uncomfortable comments about stuff that I was wearing and be like, oh, you're really going to leave the house in those clothes and just be very judgmental about how I was appearing. Um, I think those judgmental comments um, kind of manifested themselves in the way that I saw other people. But I also think that the way that my mom saw beauty and that she was an artist and she saw, you know, like just beauty was a very physical and tangible thing for her. And, you know, this is definitely um, something for a further conversation, maybe later on down the road. But, um, you know, she when she saw something that she was drawn to, either physically or emotionally, uh, she would kind of appropriate it. Um, and I say that not necessarily in the negative term of appropriation. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I think that there are many ways that that show up. Um, I am curious, Sophia, about, you know, we've kind of talked about um, what led us to switch our, um, our thoughts about beauty. Um, and I was wondering, just on a more practical level, like, when do you feel the most beautiful? Oh, that's a, that's a good question, if I say so myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think there's a handful of moments um, when I feel the most beautiful. And I think as well, I'm, I don't know, there are like, I'm not ashamed to say this, but I definitely have been trying to, I guess, change the way I think about when I when I feel beautiful or not think about I guess feel beautiful because okay well let me just get into it rather than giving (laughs) explanation afterwards I think one way which I think is not I don't think it I don't think it's to the extent where it's unhealthy unhealthy with me but I do feel beautiful when someone who I have a high opinion of um or someone I admire remarks on not necessarily like physical aspects of myself as much as it is more to do with my character or like something that I pride myself in, you know? Um, And it's actually interesting. I feel like I'm sometimes turned off or repelled when someone that like I care about or I value their opinion actually, you know, kind of says like, oh, you look like beautiful today. And obviously it's not intended in a bad way. I think it's just like my own complexes with, um being of like my physical beauty being seen more than my internal beauty uh but yeah I think one of one of the key ways which I again I don't think it's toxic it's not like to the extent where I need that validation but it's also something I don't know I guess I'm in two minds about because I do think we are you know very interconnected beings and I think there's nothing wrong with having that sense of of reinforcement um and or reaffirmation should I say of your beauty from someone else and I think sometimes you know especially when I'm not feeling beautiful it's like just what I need to hear um but there are also moments I feel when I'm just with myself (laughs) this might sound a bit weird but I'm like I don't know in my room or something and I have a mirror in my room and I'm just like dancing with myself but dancing with myself in a way that makes me feel maybe sexy more than beautiful so I guess it's kind of going in a different direction but um or like I don't know me just like doing my hair in the mirror and spending time looking at myself because I feel like I'm one of those people as well that like I don't wear makeup so I don't spend loads of time really looking at the in the mirror like on a regular basis or anything and sometimes I think 
I might forget what I look like but you know it's just like whoa like you spend time to like look at yourself and I'm like actually I've like got a couple more freckles and I think they look cute you know or something like that um so I think I guess a a long-winded discussion to to the question is that I feel beautiful when I get that approval or like recognition from someone I care about about my internal beauty but also just kind of spending time to acknowledge myself as well how about you so I I love the way that you brought up dancing with yourself in your room um, because I think movement plays a really big part in um, when I feel beautiful so I think there are a few overlapping and interwoven influences on my of beauty um so I think my like when, how I see myself is connected to my period cycle um and I'm not like I'm not one of those people who knows when they're ovulating or something like that like you know I, I obviously I know when I'm on my period um but I noticed that the days leading up to my period, I just like, I really dislike looking in the mirror because I don't know what it is. Not even that when I look in the mirror, I look different. It's just, I can't stand to look at myself, um, which is weird, but I don't know. It's just, I guess it's part of what it is. Um, and then there will be times on my cycle, I think shortly or like as my period is ending and then like shortly after it's ended, where I will just feel kind of what you're saying, like super sexy and um, beautiful. And I don't exactly know. I mean, I'm sure there's an explanation behind that, but I'm not privy to it. I've just noticed the patterns in my life. Um, But I, going back to like when you were talking about dancing, I feel like movement plays a really big role in my perception of beauty as well. Because I have these really strong memories of like, um, for example, I was, biking back from school one day and I was like going down this hill and I was going super fast and I don't know why it hit me in that moment but I was like oh I feel so beautiful like I just I don't know it just hit me so strongly and I don't know why um but then the other memory I have of like feeling that feeling um was I was working at this after school program um nature program for girls and part of it um is in the in the winter and the fall when the days would get shorter is we'd have we'd all gather around the fire at the end of the afternoon um and so i was in charge of setting up the fire and i was like helping some of the girls set up the fire um and i don't know i just felt so like i don't don't know how to explain it but yeah also super amazing and just like oh this is so cool i feel so great in my body and as i'm talking i feel like the two things that come up for me is like in those moments, there was a desire that I felt to be seen. Um, and then there was also a feeling of like empowerment or of being super powerful. Like the fact that I could make the fire on my own um, or like teach these girls how to make the fire or the fact that I was cycling super fast or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so I definitely agree with your feeling of like, I mean, I guess in those instances, those were more maybe physical um, but like having those reflected back on you somehow or like that desire to be seen or to be acknowledged, I think does contribute a lot to your perception of beauty, because I think it is important to try to, you know, like we like we were kind of saying before, like 
have that self-confidence and be comfortable in your own skin. Um, but the reality is, is that we're always in relationship, like with our environment, with other people. Um, and I feel that sometimes that reflection back can be very uplifting. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And what you just mentioned now about reflection kind of, um, well, I brought two things to mind, um, which I think are both kind of linked. But I remember, I actually can't remember which podcast, but I remember we spoke about this, um, where you said that for a long time, and you kind of touched upon it now as well, growing up, you just didn't feel beautiful. Or no, sorry, um, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it was actually that there was up until a point where you felt more beautiful, like comfortable in your body. And then it just got to a point where after like a certain experience, you didn't feel as comfortable or as beautiful in your body. Um, And it's something that you're kind of, rediscovering now um and I feel like I had an inverse effect that like growing up I just didn't feel beautiful at all probably until I was like yeah maybe 16 going onwards that I really started to to appreciate my body and appreciate myself and also my inner beauty too um so my question to you um off the bat of your comment about reflection is do you feel that growing up um as a mixed race woman that you that your beauty talking more now about like physical beauty um was represented in in any kind of media really like literature um well mainly i guess like visual media um because i feel like I don't know. I guess this is, there's two parts to this question. The second part being, do you think that what is deemed beautiful is just a case of what's represented and what's there and what people are accustomed to? Okay, this is a really good question. Um, and I have many intersecting thoughts that are occurring. So just bear with me if um, it's a bit of a ramble. But I was reflecting on this after um, we did talk about this in a past podcast um, where you know, we almost talked about our inverse experiences with our self-perception of beauty. Um, and I remember when I was younger, I don't think this was necessarily conscious, but I remember I would tell myself these stories just to kind of pass the time. Like I remember spending hours walking around outside telling myself stories. Um, and in most of these stories, I mean, it was obviously me because it was like, you know, I was creating these stories about this little girl and and they were adventures that I wanted to go on. Um, but this girl almost always had blonde, curly hair. Um, and so there was a period of my time when I was very young that I think there was something in me that wanted to look more white than I did. Um, but then I remember growing up, my mom you know, in later years, my mom was very, very proud of her brown skin. And whenever it was sunny, she would always be out there tanning, whether it was just because she was working in the garden or because she was sitting out in the sun. Um, so I think from, you know, like maybe a few years later, um, I was never taught to be ashamed of my brown skin. I think to answer your question about representation, we didn't consume a lot of media in our household. Um, my parents were pretty strict about TV and stuff like that. 
So it wasn't really until I was, you know, interacting with other kids and like going to other people's houses who had TV and were watching movies and stuff. Um, and to be honest, I don't, the earliest representation that I feel I ever encountered was, um, in middle school, one of my really good friends was an ice skater. Um, and that was when I think her name is Michelle Kwan. I think she's, um, she's an Asian heritage woman ice skater and she was pretty popular at that time. I think that was the first time I ever saw someone who looked even remotely like me. Um, and I think at that time I didn't even necessarily, like, I remember being super excited about her, but I don't remember understanding why. Um, and then the next person that I felt represented me or my community was um, Tim Lincecum, who is a batter for the Giants. Um, and he is, I think, also mixed heritage, half Filipino. And so that was like, you know, everyone had a lot of pride for him. And that was really exciting. Um, but I guess answering the second part of your question about if representation is really important in beauty, that I think is a really hard question for me to answer. And I'm looking forward to hearing your answer because I feel that because my mom was an artist, we, we were kind of taught to see beauty in many different forms. Um, not just, you know, human beauty and physical beauty. Um, but also, you know, beauty in nature, beauty in sound, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to leave it now because I, I'm really curious to hear your perspectives on the those questions. I think my experience growing up was different in the sense that, um, like, especially when I was, like, very young, my mum was often, like, working um, different, like, several jobs at a time. And so I was at home, not alone, but with, like, my older sister who was maybe like 15 around the time that I was like five. So I feel that I was exposed at a much younger age to that kind of world of like beauty and like representation and all of that. And on top of that, my um, older sister who is fully Gambian, so she's fully black, was also kind of entering into like the modeling world. Like she did a, a couple of like modeling like shoots and stuff. And it was like a weird time, I feel, where there weren't a lot of, like black models and I remember her being or like I just remember going with her to these different shoots and to these different agencies and her being in very high demand um and I remember I must have been literally maybe like six or seven um and like the the guy who I don't know ran the agency or whatever that she was um booked with was just like yeah you have like a very like unique look and um I don't want to say exotic because I'm not sure if he used those words but I remember there was like just something he was just going on about how like different she looked um and then he turned to me and was just like oh like you know like maybe when you grow up to me like you could also be a model and that was something that I feel was like really planted in my head from a really young age and was something that just kind of as I as I continued to grow because I was quite tall for my age and I, I guess I still am kind of tall for a woman um, people just say, oh yeah, you, like, you look like a model, you should be a model, you know? And it was always, I don't know, I always felt kind of, again, like objectified. And I think that's where my complex come with like not being able to more easily accept compliments about like my physical aspect. 
but I think I was just exposed to that whole world really young and at the same time I was exposed to it with very little representation um I mentioned I think in our last podcast when we were speaking about this um topic or briefly touching upon it that one of the first role models I had was Halle Berry and even like even her as a mixed race woman in the films that she appeared in like in X-Men and well I guess she did have kind of curly hair for a bit in um Catwoman but the point was that she mainly had straightened hair and you know her and people like Naomi Campbell as well who um is a famous supermodel um like one of the the first famous black supermodel and like Tyra Banks they all kind of either wore hair extensions or had their hair like chemically straightened or something done to like change it so it was in a straight form and yeah that also kind of taught me that even though I was like considered beautiful or whatever it was also it was almost like I had to still modify certain things to be fully accepted as beautiful and I feel like this again can just go on like this this conversation could take a whole other direction but just to kind of close on that um little note of that period of my life I then went on to relax my hair um a couple of times um so I use a chemical relaxer which changes the structure of curly hair follicles in this case because it was a straightening one and really damaged my hair um I'm pretty sure gave me chemical burns on my scalp just because I had been like fed that very narrow idea of what beautiful was and a narrow idea that was also based on the representation of people who look like me um but I guess going on to the second part of that question um whether representation is needed to feel beautiful I think at a young age when you're developing it it really is crucial um I feel like it's easier to say now like oh no it's not because we just have a different maturity level and obviously you come to understand more about like well what's important in life and I guess understanding the different yeah the different um elements and the different interpretations that beauty can take on but I think when you're young and you don't have that like mental capacity to understand it's it can be damaging just because of the fact that you don't see yourself and I think it's you know not just to do with beauty but in not being able to see yourself reflected on the outside therefore not being able to think that you can achieve something you know and I feel like again that can go into a whole other different um, discussion but I do think representation is important Although I'm wary of when representation turns into tokenism, which is what I think a lot of representation has has kind of morphed into in more recent years, Um, especially for like a capitalist um, agenda. And this reminded me um, of this documentary. I think we both watched Infersi. I don't know if you remember it, Um, but it was called Miss representation and um that documentary kind of just looked yeah yeah it looked at how um I guess essentially women's women's bodies were being exploited to sell like capitalist ideas and I feel like that is something that I have like a very big qualm with especially with like representation for example again kind of moving away but like of like Muslim women um with like brands like, I don't know, Nike, creating like a Nike hijab, um, sports hijab, as if that thing didn't exist like 
you know, years ago, like someone else created it, it just wasn't Nike. And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're trying to like whatever bring representation and bring like equality, but no, you're actually just creating something that Muslim women already have, they don't need. And all you're doing is like using them to sell your capitalist agenda. And I feel like, yeah, that that is something that is happening more and more um, now. And I find it hard to kind of know where to draw the line between those two things. Okay, so I, I really like what you brought up about representation. I think growing up, um, since we weren't really allowed to watch TV or consume a lot of media, we read a lot of books. And just, you know, now I'm living with my sister and her three little girls. And I see how much more diversity and representation that they have. Um, and I think that that is really important because... Um, you know, and, and it makes me think too about the like what you were saying about not straying into tokenism and about being wary of something straying into tokenism. And I think what is kind of interesting is I think that um, at least I feel that I've kind of straddled that transition. So as a kid, there was very little representation of Filipinos, of brown women in the media, at least that I was aware of. Um, and again, I didn't consume a lot of media. But stories I didn't see a lot of that and this is something that my sister and I've been talking about a lot is we don't learn about Asian American history like in in school we learned about the indigenous communities which is also important and I'm not saying we shouldn't learn about that but we learn about the indigenous communities and we learn about French history because we went to a French school and American history like the Civil War and the Revolutionary War and stuff like that um, but we never learned about internment camps or even the policies that brought a whole bunch of people from China, the Philippines, Japan, to the U.S. Um, so we weren't even really represented in our curriculum. Um, and then there was this whole transitionary period where the only Asian American story that was being told was the immigrant story, which is a very important story for sure. Um, but I think now there's starting to be so much more representation of the many different ways that you can be Asian American and specifically for myself, Filipino American, um, which I, I don't know, it just like gives me such an uplifted feeling in my heart to know that my nieces have all this diversity in stories because it prevents these stories from becoming token stories. You know, like you hear the term token immigrant story, which is such a shame because it's a real for many people but it's become tokenized and it's actually something that I overheard in a podcast and I'm blanking on the podcast so I will have to try to research it but they were basically saying a similar thing where they're really happy that the Asian American community is blossoming right now because for so long it was just that token immigrant story because and this is what I think was so powerful is they were saying that story sells because it makes white people feel less guilty because they're they're learning about this immigrant struggle. Um, and of course, it's painted with a broad brush. Like not all white people feel that way. But I just thought that was so powerful. And like that's kind of at the crux of like when when something becomes tokenism, is like is this making white people feel less guilty? You know. <laughs> And that's definitely an oversimplification, but I just thought that that was a really powerful emotion. And I just wanted to share that here. Um, so I kind of want to move the conversation a bit into a different direction um, to talk a bit about pretty privilege. 
Um, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with this term, it's the idea that someone who is deemed by whatever standard um, as being beautiful or pretty is then treated um, or given special treatment because they are perceived to be beautiful. So I wanted to start by asking you, Natasha, um, have you ever, or do you feel, because I feel like you can never truly know unless someone, you know, point blank says I'm treating you this way because I think you're hot. (laughs) But do you feel that you have ever been given special treatments because of your look? Um, Or because, I don't know, someone, yeah, someone thinks that you're good looking? Um, So, yes. And I think I often try to convince myself out of that. But, um, I mean, this is kind of a silly example, but the first example that comes to mind is um, I was at a food truck kind of uh, gathering thing, um, and I went up and I asked, like, there was some some French fry special, but it had meat on it, so I was like, oh, is it possible to just get the French fries? Anyway, we just had this conversation, and it was something like seven pounds, and then he was going to give me a discount because I didn't have the meat, and then he was like, you know what, just have it for one pound. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was, I think I was being super naive in the moment because I went back and I was like, I was telling my friends, I said, oh, this guy just gave me this whole French fries for one pound. And they said, girl, it's because he was trying to hit on you or whatever. And I think in the moment when it happened, I was just like, oh, wow, that was really nice of him. But then after, I think having that reflection, it was, yeah, I think it was probably uh, because he found me attractive or whatever. Um, but yeah, I have had, um, those kinds of situations happen, um, occasionally, not, not super, super often. Um, but yeah, what about you? How have you felt that? Um, I'm trying to like think to, I feel like I definitely have had experiences like that, but I just in this moment can't exactly pinpoint them. I feel, I mean, I don't feel like this is a good example (laughs) But just to say anyway, well, I mean, I guess if a guy's hitting on you, he's hitting on you. But I've had like, yeah, situations where um, guys have like offered to pay for my drinks or whatever, just because, well, I'm assuming because they found found me attractive. Um, Oh, actually, there's like, well, one example that does come to mind, though, um, is a job that I was hired for, which I do feel that I was 100% like competent to be hired for the job. But I just couldn't shake the feeling that I was also offered the job because the person who was interviewing me found me attractive and again this is like just my feeling of the situation like there was nothing that was explicitly said um but more I don't know I guess just my intuition and I feel like you can kind of tell when someone is into you um or at least I feel like I can even when I'm not 100% sure but just even having that doubt was kind of like okay um And yeah, I felt like even after I got that job, like the first couple of like months or whatever, I don't know if it was like special treatment or if it was just me being new, but I definitely did notice that um, that person who had hired me, who was also like the boss of where I was working, was a lot more like soft spoken with me. Um, I feel like when I was like maybe like five minutes late, whereas with someone else, you'd get like really like, he'd be like really... I don't know, upset with them or just more like strict about it with me. But oh, like, no, it's fine and stuff like that. And I wouldn't say that that treatment or whatever changed necessarily, but I did notice like when I mentioned um, the fact that I was like one, like 
Muslim slash more religious or maybe I just said I was Muslim and that gave the impression anyway that I was like more religious but that kind of changed the dynamic and they were just a bit less like eager a bit less like friend not they weren't friendly but you know they didn't kind of go out of their way as they had before um but yeah that's like the one experience that's coming to mind now I also wanted to ask if you have ever um used your beauty or like whatever your femininity or sexuality to get something from someone or like I don't know in a situation at all oh that's a good question um so I don't want to claim that I haven't because okay so this is kind of a loaded topic because you kind of what I mentioned before there I think my perception of my own beauty has fluctuated a lot throughout the years like I think Again, we've kind of said this when I was younger. I felt very beautiful. And then um, I mentioned in a different podcast that I was assaulted when I was 18. And my perception of my, myself just like really plummeted more on the subconscious level than on the conscious level. Um, and it's been recovering since then. But I think part of why I don't want to fully say yes, I don't want to fully say no, um, is because I think I did it intentionally. I think that there are situations where I, like, I didn't, I didn't want to admit to myself that my intuition was right. So, for example, um, if there was a man who had feelings for me, I would convince myself out of that, even though it was very clear that he had feelings for me. Um, and so I think in certain ways, I unintentionally used my personality, my body, myself, whatever, um, to get closer to this person or I don't know, to, yeah, whatever might have come up. But in my mind, I wasn't using my beauty to do it because in my mind, there was no problem when there actually was. Um, that sounds like a very vague conversation or a vague explanation. I hope you were able to follow, but, um, have you ever either intentionally or unintentionally used your beauty to get something? Um, I, I definitely do. I can definitely admit that there have been intentional moments where I've done that and others where it's kind of like, I know that I'm getting something because this person finds me attractive or whatever. But then it's also just like voicing that feels arrogant or stupid or trying to, you know, like, I don't know, it's just like one of those situations where I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> I felt like it would just be like kicking up a fuss. Or again, and I feel like this is like almost taught narratives or like taught kind of re- social relations between like women and men, where it's just like, oh, but like if I was to be like, no, I don't want you to, for example, like get me a cab because you just think I'm hot or whatever. It would just be like, I'm kicking up this fuss and I'm not just, or whatever, I'm not being appreciative or... I'm like belittling the man or something. So I feel like there has been, well, even stuff like getting a drink, it's just that whole thing of like the expectations that are attached to it as well, where it's like, I know you're getting me this because I'm beautiful, but also there's almost like an expectation out of that. Um, And so there have been like moments where I've been more torn where it's like, I don't want you to do this just because you're finding me like, you find me hot you find me cute but then also trying to talk myself out of that or just resigning to 
accepting that that's just the way it is and you know like that kind of unspoken social contract is just there and there's like nothing I could do um to change that um but I guess also kind of leading off that question I also want to ask have you ever treated someone differently or given them special treatment because you found them cute or hot or whatever (laughs) okay so before answering your question I just want to comment on what you said before I am really glad that you brought that up because and I know I know that this isn't necessarily the right attitude to have but in those kinds of situations like you know I feel like that has happened as well where like a guy will buy want to buy me a drink or whatever and I have sometimes been conflicted but some but like more recently I feel that you know they are doing it of their own free will you know because like you're saying they have expectations they're like oh this could lead to something and I have started to become very unapologetic in that and and you know again I'm not like using myself just to get free stuff all the time you know if someone wants to come up to me and buy me something or whatever that's on them I didn't ask for it they have their own expectations like that's that's your problem you know I know going into this situation that I'm not going home with you or what you know this is a total hypothetical but anyway what I'm trying to say is I think that yeah sometimes you get special treatment as a woman but that special treatment comes with strings that no one needs to be attached but they're just there because of I don't know, society, how these people were raised, how women are portrayed in the media, whatever it might be. And I think that by accepting these things, like whether it's a drink or a cab or whatever, and not giving into those expectations is almost an act of um, resistance against these expectations that these men have of women. And so... Yeah, I don't I don't know that you were necessarily apologizing for that in your last thing, but for any listeners who do feel that they need to apologize or any people who do feel that they need to apologize, don't because they're buying you something out of their own free will and you don't have to do anything in return. Um but yeah, anyway. <laughs> um moving on from that. <laughs> Sorry, did you want to say something? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh, well, my second part of the question still <laughs> remains. I don't know if you're going to adjust that. Um, if you've given someone else um, special treatment because you found them attractive. Okay, I guess what I'm trying to say is I have probably done it subconsciously, but I cannot recall in this moment a time that I have like consciously said to myself, this person is super attractive, so I want to treat them differently. Um I think when it comes to, you know, relationship attractions, um, it takes me a while to open up and to even admit my attraction to someone. And so a lot of my relationships have been with people who I've known for a while. Um, I guess though, more recently, like we spoke about in the on dating podcast, um, I guess this is a way that I've treated someone better based on their appearance is I have given people my phone number, uh, cause I found them attractive. Um, but other than that, I can't, yeah, I, I can't really think of ways that I've consciously done it. Um, have you felt that? Um, I think like you, I, I don't think it's something where I just, you know, I set the intention before I, whatever, treat that person to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to treat you so like 10 times better than I would treat any other human being because you're hot. But I do, and again, I think it's also, 
I don't know, I don't want to stereotype or like generalize, but I get the feeling, and this is like from my experience of being given special treatment by guys, that guys are more willing to do that. Like if they find a girl hot, then they're, they're more willing to like go an extra mile or like be extra nice. Whereas I try to just be nice to everyone. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it shows up in, for example, if like a stranger on the street, as long as they're, you know, not like catcalling me or being like wildly inappropriate and in how they're like walking up to, or like approaching me or whatever but if I see someone who I'm attracted to I'm more likely to to like give them space to try and like talk to me or whatever whereas if it's someone who was like I don't know like an older man or something or like just someone I wasn't attracted to I'd just be like oh that's so gross you know and I've noticed that I'm like why is it like technically if two people approach me the exact same way but I just happen to find one of them attractive and one of them not is it right for me to be like oh yeah I'm gonna be like more receptive to that person I mean I guess yeah I feel like I shouldn't apologize for that but that's just like one thing that I've noticed um is I'm more likely to like engage in a conversation with like a random stranger if I find them attractive compared to and in this in like this in the situation of like being chatted up or whatever not just like a random person in the street that I'm gonna be oh you're ugly I'm not gonna speak to you um just to make that clear Uh, but yeah I think that's the the one way that it kind of um kind of shows up for me um I'm conscious as well that we are running to time but I really wanted to touch on this last question because I think it's important and I feel like it draws together quite a couple of um things that we've talked about um and that is how do you think um, beauty ideals of women impact on men's relationship with women? Um, so I think, again, it, it depends on when in my life you would have asked me that. I think now, um, if a man holds me to a certain standard that I don't agree with, I think I just drop them kind of thing. And and I think the way mm-hmm. that I am um, and like the people that I interact with bring me into a circle where I haven't really had that experience in a long time because I just, I prioritize my time with people who are, um, you know, somewhat like-minded. I mean, not so much that I'm just in a bubble, but, you know, respect me more for who I am. And of course they're like, at least I hope have been physically attracted to me as well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a really, so that's a really challenging one because, you know, obviously there's, I feel like the beauty ideals for women are both conscious and subconscious. And there's so many different ways that those influences show up. You know, it's, it's based on the women that they grew up in their life. It's based on, um, you know, what's in the media, the representation that's in the media. It's based on what their personal preferences are stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just, I find it, I find it hard to tease out the answer of this question at the moment. Um, but I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts are about this. So I think I have several thoughts. Like the main, like the first thought that kind of came into my head was the idea of, um, just when I've notice myself to be more attractive to guys or like to have I guess more verbalized and like confirmed attention from guys has been when I've often been more comfortable with myself um and comfortable in my skin and so 
there's like that element I guess of like the need or I not the need but I think the importance of women feeling beautiful to attract the right attention or like to attract healthy relationships if you know what I mean and I feel like guys tend to be attracted to well I mean obviously again can't generalize because I'm sure different guys are into different things but um one thing that I've gotten feedback about if I can call it that um from guys who I've dated is that when I that they've been attracted to I guess this like air of confidence that I've had um and I can pinpoint those moments to actually feeling beautiful in my body so I guess that's like one element to it um the second again this is like a whole nother discussion for another day but I just think about this in terms of like pornography or not even that explicit content but I guess like just even the way that women women's bodies are used to market certain things and how they're hypersexualized and how that I guess is not strictly to do with beauty but it is like this kind of idea of 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 I guess a light in which women can be seen as beautiful and how that as well can have quite damaging repercussions on how men view women and expectations they have of women and you know I feel like it's just it turns into a whole vicious cycle where women then feel like they have to like live up to these standards that are just like unrealistic um but I do think like you said it's it's yeah I feel like it's again a topic that's really hard to to tease out and I feel like there are like so many different um factors from like how a man is brought up and even like yeah the female role models that he has in his life and the conversations I think that are happening within male circles um and obviously I'm I'm not a man and I have rarely been permitted into those sacred circles of discussion um but one thing that one of my guy friends um shared with me that like a couple of years ago that has just stuck with me is the idea that really the, the ideal of woman as much as it's sold and this is his perspective I guess as much as it's um sold and informed by like media and all these other forms of like external consumption is really like solidified within the male friendship group or within whatever their male circle and so how even he was saying in his experience um where he he is a black man um and there's this kind of this this uh sticky situation where some black men will date white women for white validation um and how he himself didn't realize that he was subconsciously doing that until he like had one of these like chats with his guy friend who was actually like you know what like I'm actually going to try to be more intentional with like the black girls that I'm dating because of like this reason. And this guy had clearly like looked into his own past dating um, habits and his intention behind dating certain types of people that he was dating. And so anyway, that's a very, it's like moving very far away from the topic from like woman's um, beauty. But I guess just to say that um, all these conversations I feel need to be had more in unison and they all kind of have ripple effects on both how like women view themselves, how men view women, how we both relate to each other. Um, And yeah, I think it's just something that, I don't know, maybe we'll be able to facilitate more in the future, but 
um I do feel like there are at the moment a couple of like barriers between those different conversations and those different spheres of influences yeah I think you're absolutely right and as you were talking I was kind of thinking um you know when you mentioned the pornography and even sexual expectations and stuff like that and I think that's something that I am really interested to get more into so maybe we can have a future podcast episode about sex and I think that yeah just having these conversations is so important because there are an infinite number of ways to understand beauty, to understand beauty in yourself, beauty in others, um, beauty in the world. And so I think, I hope that our conversation at least has represented two of those perspectives. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this has been a very fruitful conversation. I'm wondering, Sophia, if before we end, you have any advice or words of wisdom uh, to offer? Ah, no, I do not. Uh, do you have any <laughs> nuggets of wisdom that you want to add on? Um, no, not at this moment. I think maybe we just let our conversation stand uh, on its own. Thank you, as always, for joining us for another one of our Winter's Blooms talks. Please rate us five stars. would be great. And leave us a review. Pass us on to your friends and family. Um, and yeah, have a really great day. And until next time, bye. Tell you, send your happiness